Hi, and welcome to a brand new Writer's Lounge podcast. I'm your host for the series, Steve Sommerfeld. And this is just a quick interview that we did actually at Night of the Jumps. It was just after Harry Bink had his huge crash and somehow survived it. So just enjoy this one. It's about 10 minutes. It's just a short one, and then we'll bring some more interviews out very, very soon. And I do want to say a quick shout out to Rothaus, Ten and Zeppler. Thank you very much. Enjoy the new podcast. All righty. We're back. We've had the backstage interviews. I missed a couple of them, so I guess actually your original interview was probably in that that we just saw on the live stream. I didn't see it, but uh, you were a lot more confident then. But we just witnessed one of the biggest crashes here and you're still standing next to me. Like, that was so wild. I probably picked it wrong, as I explained to you. Like, when I was watching the in real time, I thought you might have been confused about the trick, but then I realised you came up so short. That was a bike issue. But uh, tell us what happened. Yeah, I, um, I come into the jump and it was like someone put their thumb on the kill switch halfway up the up ramp. The bike bogged and just bowled. And I thought I was going to hit the concrete. I saw, And then I was like in the air for a while. I'm like, oh, I'm in this still in there. I'm probably going to make the landing ramp. Um, we went backstage. We've had a look at the bike. The electrics are corroded. They've melted on themselves. And it caused the fail. We're looking over the bike. There's some... There's just the electrics on the KDMs. Um, we're still yet to find out the problem, but it was a bike failure. I just flew in from Australia. I was fucking coming here with a lot of goals. I trained my butt off for this event. Uh, the big next-gen ramp over there, that was uh, me. I was planning on double flipping it and doing some cool stuff for you guys. Um, but yeah, I'm super bummed, gutted, but at the same time, I'm very grateful that I'm still alive and walking. Because if that was in an airbag, I think I would be straight to hospital. Mate, you wouldn't even have started this competition tonight if it wasn't an airbag. So in training this morning, uh, you started on the 9 metre radius as your first ramp to jump because that's it's an Aussie comp, so that feels like normal. So you went straight from the Aussie comp, checked out the next gen ramp. Like, what a hell of a step up. But this is what you've been training on. So, like, for you, it's probably not that big of a deal to go to a next gen then looking at the Euro ramps, for example, but his first jump, you just, just a bit too much pepper on it. That one could have broken wrists or ankles and somehow the, the big airbags, well, that saved you on the first one. Yeah, definitely. If um, I wouldn't be messing with this big jump without being on an airbag, but in saying that, if that was to dirt, like I would be a dead man. Uh, so we're very grateful for big airbags, amazing equipment. Um, yeah, I had a big crash, and I think that's what could have caused the electric failure fall into the night. So everything adds up, so I think it could have been from that. We don't know, but, yeah, I'm very lucky to be walking tonight. That's it. Did you notice, actually, was it maybe the electrics when you are in the best whip and your bike didn't start? Yeah, so it bogged when I went to start it again, and I was like, oh, I need to go get out the back, check it. We checked over it, started it, and the bike ran perfect. So I went into my freestyle run with a with a confident mindset, and it stung me. So yeah, I'm I'm rattled, and I'm I'm very I'm just like I have no confidence whatsoever now. I'm terrified. Yeah, I. Well, that's what I was thinking when when we were talking about this in the show. Confidence is everything, and as soon as you've got a bike failure, it's all over. You, you're not going to come back from that. 
Uh, it's a very simple answer, I think, but will we see you later on tonight? Uh, yeah, in the grandstands, cheering on for the other boys. Um, I don't have a bike. We're, look, we're looking over that bike, and we've found three to four problems within the electricals in some other places. So that bike is a full ride-off right now, um, and we're just trying to make a smart move. And I think the best bet is to go to KDM and buy a brand-new bike. Right, well, that's a good one. So let's start looking about the future. Let's not talk about the shit or the bad stuff. Hang on. Beep. Um, this is only the first time you've been at Night of the Jumps. You've already impressed everybody here. This is a sold-out stadium in Munich. Everyone was behind you. You stood up after it and spoke to the crowd, which shouldn't have happened, but you did, which is awesome. I am sure we'll see you back at Night of the Jumps. I suppose going to get a brand-new KTM might be a good idea, eh? Yeah, you recommended that to me. I did, I did say it. And I'm gutted that I didn't do that. But I'm gonna, I brought all my parts here to leave here. And I want to make a future here, and I want to keep training and progressing the sport at Night of Jumps. Legend. Like, that's exactly the attitude. Now, if you listen to the Night of Jumps podcast or Riders Lounge podcast, this is exactly what I've been saying is, like, the last time I rode with you was nine years ago in Australia. You got the same attitude as a young kid then, and you're a bit older now, a little bit more experienced. You still just want to send it. You I'm still more, just want to progress. I'm more hungrier now than I was hungry then, but I've got I've got a bit more knowledge and skills. And just coming off the triple flip, I just want to keep that going. I want to be double flipping the next gen. I want to be front flipping it. I want to be doing all big tricks off it. And then if we can get bigger progression ramps in, I want to be doing double flip combos. I just want to keep it going. I want to learn. And then I've got a few more secrets on what I want to learn on the bigger ramps later this year for Nitro World Games as well. Whoa. New things. Yeah, I'm, um, I have some high goals. And, and when I do all this stuff, it's just me against me. I'm just doing it because if I'm not competing against myself, I'm not having fun. That's, that's actually something I found out about myself. I, I kind of took the easy way out and I'm like, no, I'm just going to like cruise into retirement. I didn't really. I was still working on new tricks, but I never, I never really pushed it for these big tricks. The Harry Binks, the Jackson Strongs, the Josh Sheehan's, the Taka Higashinos, Adam Jones of old, Travis Pastrana. Like, there's a very different mentality where you're competing against yourself and that's about it. And I think if you're competing against everybody else, it's probably almost more harmful. Like, if you're motivated to be better every day, is better than being better than someone else. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that's where everyone gets mixed up with um, competing in sports. But I think it's the same in life. Um, a lot of people always try to compare themselves against other people. And it's such a wrong way to go about things. If you compete against yourself, all your competitors become your best friends as well. So, note to anyone that wants to have a healthy mindset, love what you do and compete against yourself. And then you'll end up having lots more friends within the industry as well. What a way to wrap that one up. The lights have gone out inside the Olympia Hulla. We're about to get kicked out, so I'm going to have to turn our lights out. Thank you very much, Harry, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you. I'm pumped to be here, and I'm going to see you guys again.